Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Rick, and welcome back to Big League Chicago. And holy shit, the Cubs suck. Um, lose to the Phillies tonight on a pass ball by Torinos. Man, that was kind of rough to watch. Not going to lie, but whatever, here we are. So it's all good. Okay. Cubs lose 6-5. Record stands now at 66-80. Um, they're just not looking good. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I've barely been paying attention to the Cubs since the since they traded away. Um, <clears throat> Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, I've very rarely paid attention to them. And as a Cubs season ticket holder, I'm just kind of in this, I don't know, weird weird place where I should be paying attention to them because they're my team. They're, I, I have their, I have season tickets to their, to, to the Cubs and it's just rough, but anyway, whatever, you know, it's always, let's look forward to next season. They're rebuilding, even though Jed Hoyer doesn't want to say that they're rebuilding and that's what's going to happen. But yeah, they lose a uh, heartbreaker tonight against the Phillies and the Phillies are no good either. I don't know. At least I don't think they are. They're not very good. Uh, 73, 72, whatever. I'm sure they're still kind of in it. I, I just really haven't been paying attention to baseball and I'm sorry because I should, um, but it's rough and I'm sure you guys could feel that it's rough to kind of like keep up with a team that is struggling. That is not, not really like doing great things, but they're just, it's a sh- mediocre Chicago team. Like to be honest, like when the bears had, um, when the bears came out had drafted true and, and had, uh, what's his face at quarterback and then started true like the game four or whatever. Like I wasn't paying attention to him. It wasn't really until Trubisky kind of uh, started taking over that. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Like this is happening. So you guys feel me when I say I'm barely paying attention to the club, the Cubs right now, because they are just bottom of the barrel team right now. And they are going to be rebuilding for the next couple of years. You've got a couple bright spots, right? You still have Contreras, you have Schwindel, you have wisdom, uh, these guys are rookies, but I mean, they're old rookies, right? They're 30. So it's not like these are going to be long-term players. You're going to build around. Um, but you know, it's still kind of sparks. It's still kind of sells tickets. It still kind of has people having fun at games. So that's always something positive you can take away from a season like this season, especially after you trade away your, your hot corners and, you know, one of the more dynamic players in the MLB for the last couple of years in, in Baez. So just look forward to the future Cubs fans. I know I am. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the short and sweetness on the Cubs. Uh, they are going to be pretty bottom of the barrel for the next couple of years. But I did see that the, uh, the shortstop that we got in the, in the draft kind of started a second game of triple uh, a this, uh, I think it was tonight. I'm not exactly sure. Again, I forget his name, Brennan Davis. There we go. So kind of look out for him to get over here. That should be fun when he does come up. You never know. Might be the next Chris Bryant. Might be the next Rizzo. Might be the next Baez. Just another stud, hopefully, on the team coming up. But, yeah, that was uh, Talking Cubs. And Caruso, Derek Jones Jr., and Lonzo Ball threw out the first pitch at the Sox game. See, I told you guys I'd mention the White Sox. Uh, super brief, but the White Sox are doing well. Um, I think I've said it before that I don't think they're going to make it this year. Uh, I don't think they're going to win at all. Um, not this year. I don't think it's the year, but hey, I could be proven wrong. And again, bring a championship to Chicago. Why the fuck not, right? 
All right. That was talking White Sox. <laughs> Super short and sweet. Um, let's move on to the Bears and Bengals preview. It's going to be Sunday. It's going to be a noon game. Um, <clears throat> more suitable uh, time game for the Bears where, you know, it's coming just hidden amongst all the other day games. And it's not really like prime time. It's not all eyes are on the Bears. Just look like complete garbage like they did against the fucking Rams. But yeah, let's uh, yeah, let's go over it. So noon central start time on Sunday against the Bengals. They're going to be at home at Soldier Field. Um, let's go through the injuries first. <clears throat> it's because it's the rougher part, right? Um, Robert Quinn, uh, Eddie Goldman, Larry Borum, and Jason Peters are all questionable. Robert Quinn, I could care if he comes back. I could care less. I he's not made an impact since we got him. He is probably not going to make an inc- uh, an impact and we're just kind of wasting money on him. So that's my opinion on Robert Quinn. Prove me wrong, Robert. Eddie Goldman, uh, questionable. Uh, he, he's questionable on, 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 uh, on a knee, I guess. And I assume that's why he sat against the Rams, uh, on Sunday night. So hopefully we get him. Um, if not, I'd be comfortable with him kind of sitting this game out, maybe give the knee a little bit more rest another game or so. So we'll see. Larry Borum and Jason Peters. If you remember, Jason Peters was starting left tackle for us against uh, the Rams on Sunday nights on Sunday night. And he went down with an injury. I think it was quad. Yep. Quads. And then Larry Borum stepped in rookie and he went down with ankle after I think one of the linemen rolled or fell on his ankle. So these guys are questionable. Uh, injured reserve, Tevin Jenkins, Danny Trevathan, obviously, right? They've we've, We've seen this uh, since the beginning of the season, so nothing new. And obviously out right now is Tariq Cohen. Hopefully he comes back this year. I don't know, man. It's going to be rough. It's He's kind of like a – man, it, it'd be nice to have Tariq Cohen too because don't get me wrong, David Montgomery is doing a great job, but Tariq Cohen's a nice little spark sometimes, you know, just coming out of the backfield and whatnot. For the Bengals on the other side, Darius Phillips, cornerback, questionable – Marcus Bailey, linebacker, questionable. And Trey Waynes, cornerback, doubtful. Injured reserve. I think Ricardo Allen was just put on there as a safety. Um, so that's kind of what the uh, what the injury, injury reports are for this Sunday's game. We'll see what happens with Larry Borm and Jason Peters. Again, I could care less about Robert Quinn, Eddie Goldman. Let maybe, maybe rest. Um, I did forget to mention Jason with Jason Peters and Larry Borm questionable. That does open up, open it up for Elijah, Elijah Wilkinson. Um, I think he did a pretty solid job against the, the Rams. Um, obviously put into a position that I don't think is his position. I believe he started at right tackle. Um, if I'm not mistaken, um, he's usually a right tackle kind of plugged in for uh, Jason Peters and Larry Borm after they both went down in the game. So we'll see how that pans out, <clears throat> but Okay. Let's go over uh, some stats here. After the first game, one game in the season, um, I believe the Bears were ranked 25th in the ESPN Power Rankings, and it's questionable. I, I just there's some teams. I think you know a lot of a lot of the talk after Sunday night was the Bears look decent, and but they they looked surprisingly decent and. They still got just their ass kicked by St. Louis or St. Louis, the LA Rams. Um, but the Rams are 
a, a really good team. Um, they've been, they went to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Um, and now that they have Stafford, they still have all these weapons. They have an, a, a, just a great defense. And they're like Super Bowl. I think they're Super Bowl favorites again. Um, when when uh, Sean McVay still had Jared Goff, I think when they were coming out with that electric offense, I think they were Super Bowl favorites as well. I can't remember um, losing to the Patriots that year, of course, in probably one of the worst offensive games I've ever seen. Super Bowls nonetheless, right? But they're really they're just a great team, and yeah, I just I, I I'm not exactly sure where I was going with that, but they lost against them, and they still looked they still looked pretty decent, man. Like. You know, one of the biggest one of the biggest complaints I'm going to have is this offense and what we're doing with Andy Dalton. David Montgomery is going to do his thing, and good. I'm glad because he's got 108 rushing yards in one game. Um, I think he was uh, the second. He had the second highest uh, yards last uh, for the for week one. I forget who was first, but he's he's going to do his thing, man. David Montgomery is just a workhorse, and he's a savage, and he's going to do great things. So. He's going to keep doing his thing. Andy Dalton, 206 yards on 27 completions and 38 attempts. That's an average of 5.4 yards. Now, he didn't, he had one or two passes, at least two attempts, maybe one completion for more than 15 yards or at least about 15 yards. That's a problem because now we're getting back into this Nagy offense, right? Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Why aren't we throwing it down the field? And because of this bullshit, throw it, throw it to the, you know, the first read type of offense for five, six yards, guys like Mooney and Allen Robinson aren't getting these like great games that they deserve. Right now I, I talk, talk about Mooney because I do have him. I did have him on my, on my uh, flex as a, um, uh, on my, on my fantasy squad as a flex and, Sure, I was mad, right? Because you know, not him not getting yards, him not getting points, kind of like did cost me the game. Um, but still, you know, like like Darnell Mooney, like he should be like you saw flashes of it last year where he was running down the field. I mean, he was fucking going, and to not be able to like prove himself to to someone like Ramsey, you know, uh, against the Rams because of such a fucking piss poor offense where it was just dump offs, dump off passes just from Andy Dalton. And, you know, 27 completions, you'd think he'd have more than 206 yards. So that that's, that's just, it, it sucks, but that's kind of where we're at now. Um, it was all about the defense. I'm sure whatever, uh, against the Rams, but we'll see receiving yards. Marquise Goodwin at 45 yards. Like that's sad. And again, it just goes to show that the that the offense, whatever this offense is, is just garbage. And he had four receptions. So an average of 11.3, but I mean, yards after the catch, he had 17. So it's not like he was getting these ridiculous, like long, long, uh, long completions or whatever, long catches. Um, so yeah, that, that's where we're at right now. Rushing. Uh, yeah, Montgomery with 108 yards. Damian Williams with 12 yards on six attempts. Not great. Um, but again, it's, this does speak to the Rams defense. So for receiving Marquise Goodwin, four receptions, 45 yards, went over that. Cole Komet, five receptions, 42 yards. I like that. I do really like that for Cole Komet because um, 
he he wasn't really utilized his rookie year, kind of because we had Jimmy Graham, and now he's supposed to be this the 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 next I guess coming of Jimmy Graham in his prime, right? Or this Gronk guy, this this just full athlete that we have at tight end, and I'm I'm excited for it. You know, keep feeding him the ball, and again, this just kind of goes back to the offense. We have all these weapons. Marquis Goodwin, we picked up. Um, Cole Komet, who's this fucking beast. Allen Robinson, who is a sure catch every time. Darnell Mooney, who was uh, outstanding his rookie year and, you know, his sophomore year, he should be getting more than, what was it? Okay, so five receptions, seven targets, but only 26 yards. Like, that's not who he is. He's not the short yardage guy. He's the fucking, he's your post guy. He's the guy you send on a fucking on a post route to to get a touchdown, right? Um, Demir Bird, pretty pretty good. Three receptions for 19 yards, not bad. And then Jimmy Graham, one reception for 11 yards, which all this money again, right? Like I, I could complain about that all day. But you guys, you know, the Bears have these solid players. They have these solid receivers that should be used for a more dynamic offense, right? And they're just they're just not doing it. Nagy's offense is just not good right now. And fuck, man, it's just, it's fucking garbage. Like what they're putting these guys through when, when it should be so much better. Um, so yeah, anyway, let's, okay, let's head over to the defense. Um, so tackles leader in tackles, Roquan Smith, no surprise there. Uh, so a combination of solo and assists, six solo, five assists, so 11 total tackles. The next guy after that, Eddie Jackson at five. And that was just five solo, which, wow, you know, like Eddie Jackson got five solo tackles after that embarrassing fucking showing that he can't tackle in the open field and he can't bring, he can't tackle guys down or uh, on a catch when the receiver falls down on the ground, right? So after Eddie Jackson, Kendall Vildor, then Jalen Johnson, and then uh, next linebacker, Alec Ogletree, which the, the Rams used a lot of uh they the running game wasn't going in the first half of that game so i could see why the safeties and the cornerbacks got a lot more tackles right obviously than linebackers and maybe some of the defensive tackles and stuff i think the only defensive tackle uh let's see here three for keem hicks angel blackstone had four though so pretty impressive still but i mean roquan smith the only guy in double digits like it's kind of <laughs> kind of embarrassing that your linebacker is, you know, double digits and you know, all the other guys are just like kind of slacking, but again, they were stuffing the run, so it's not like you know, you had guys again up at the line doing all the tackling. So it it, it was good to see no <sighs> passes defended. Jalen Johnson was the only one with a pass defended. And that's it. And we have Eddie Jackson, Kendall Vildo is supposed to be one of the, you know, like our, our, our cornerback to replace, um, God, why do I always forget his name? Kyle, 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 Kyle Fuller. There we go. He's supposed to replace Kyle Fuller. And it's like, didn't we lose money? Like, like getting rid of Kyle Fuller in you know, like it doesn't make any sense. Kyle was the guy. He was he was the man while he was here. So it's kind of sad to see these guys and past defended being the only one coming from Jalen Johnson. Like obviously our our star cornerback now. Um, but 
Tayshawn Gibson, Eddie Jackson, Kendall Wilder need to step it up this next game against the Bengals, who they're going against. Uh, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon. These guys are – it's a pretty dynamic offense, I think. You know, they they almost lost against the Vikings, um, but they they still came out. You know, they, their, their offense is like – it's good. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a, it's a second-year quarterback and – a rookie wide receiver and you, you have these veterans and Joe Vic, Joe Mixon and stuff like that. So they're, they're going to take advantage of shit like this. They're going to look at a game from Eddie Jackson where he's struggling to, to open field tackle, where he's not really paying attention to the game, where he's not, you know, downing players who have fallen after a catch um, and just kind of take advantage of little things like that and get in their heads and try to like play to those disadvantages that the bears defense is, is, is doing right now. And, it's it's sad because like Sean to say like he did inherit a pretty good defense. It's just like it is an aging defense. You know, I, I have heard a lot um, from other podcasts, from other like ESPN, stuff like that, that. Yeah, you know, like this, this defense is kind of aging. Sure, we have nice young stars like Jalen Johnson and um, uh, like who who else? Who's a guy who's a rookie I was talking about uh, linebacker or defensive end? You know, we we do have some guys that are coming up and they look good. You know, like they they're they're gonna do pretty good, I think. And like the core guys are like aging, and this is nothing to to. They're just miss. They're just slow. They're just a slow step. That's that's really all it is. They still have a lot of their talent. You know, you still have Khalil Mack who he had one total tackle, but whatever. You know, like he's still a force. It's just that I don't know what's going on with these guys. Like they have just declined completely, but you know, um, maybe they just needed this game to kind of dust off, you know, all the shit that they've gotten the last couple of years for their just lack of like uh, effort almost in a way. So we'll just keep an eye on that. But I mean, it, I feel like it is going to be a tough, uh, a tough, a tough test against the Bengals. Um, and then obviously scoring, right? Like Justin Fields with a rushing touchdown, David Montgomery with a rushing touchdown, uh, Kyra Santos with, that, with two extra points. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, the return game, Khalil Herbert, four attempts, man, 106 yards. Like, like very impressive from him. You know, when when you <clears> – <throat> I don't remember the last time a rookie was a returner. I I mean, it's probably fucking Hester, right? Um, that they put uh, that they put at returner for kickoffs or whatever. Punt was an Simba Webster wide receiver. I forget where we got him from. Um, but Khalil Herbert is like so far game one he has delivered. He has done what was asked of him to do, and he and he did it really well. 106 yards on four attempts, like that's great. Like that first return from from kickoff was amazing. So he's doing great, and I think they should keep him there because he's gonna. I I believe he's still gonna, you know, continue doing doing really well. And if, uh, if fucking, um, Damian Williams doesn't kind of pan out, at least you have Khalil Herbert there. Right. So I feel like we always get really lucky with running backs, at least when through the draft, you know, we've drafted a lot of, a lot of really good guys. Uh, obviously David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen, um, Jordan Howard, Matt Forte. I was, I feel like it was like the early two thousands that we, we just kind of weren't, the bears were, were, were kind of like on the bad luck side. So we're, we're that luck's turning around now. Right. Which is really cool. But, uh, Khalil Herbert doing his job, man. And hopefully he continues to do his job and maybe they do insert him with behind, um, behind, uh, Montgomery and, you know, really kind of shows his talents from there. Um, 
There's also a uh, short video out from Akeem Hicks. He wants to be a bear for life. You know, he kind of stayed quiet about what's going on with his, with his extension. And he's he really likes it in Chicago. You know, he likes being in he just likes being here. He likes the defense. I'm assuming that he's working with. He likes the coaching staff. I don't know how much he likes Nagy, but as far as the defensive side, I'm sure he likes it. Um, so that's kind of good to hear. But again, you do have to think like your Akeem Hicks is good. He has been good since he got here. I don't really think he's kind of missed a step. He is aging though. So he is probably getting to that point where he might be, you know, slow. Um, not his, usual dominant self. I, I, you know, who knows exactly what's going to happen. I, for one would love Akeem Hicks to retire a bear. And I feel like he's got two to three solid years left in him to come out on top or to, to retire as a bear. And I, I would love to see that just because he brings so much energy to the field. He loves doing what he does. You know, obviously uh, you, you saw in the game, he was making those faces and he just fucking loves football. He fucking loves it. And, as you know, a Bears fan, that's the that's the shit you want to see is is a guy who who comes in every day and has that energy and has that like just just wanting to play this game and wanting to play well for the fans and for the team in general. So it's nice to see that. And yeah, he said he wants to be a bear for life. Who knows how that's gonna happen, especially with maybe Pace Nagy get fired after this year, you know, like for example, they you know the, the team doesn't do what it's supposed to do with fields, and they just kind of run a mock of the entire team this year. You know, fucking Pace leaves, Nagy leaves, shit. You might see Keem Hicks leave. You might see Khalil leave. You might see, um, I don't know, like you might see Dalton leave. You might see Allen Robinson leave. You might see all these players that you know in 2018 were supposed to be those guys that were like supposed to get us there just leave because hey it's it's new front office new coaching staff new this new that it's time to rebuild and you know with Justin Fields this being his rookie year I wouldn't mind um kind of going a little off topic here but I would not mind firing pace firing Nagy getting rid of Akeem Hicks, getting rid of Khalil Mag, even though I have the jersey and I feel like I always get unlucky with jerseys that I buy that they kind of like trade them or cut them, whatever, a couple of years after I get it, but whatever. Um, and kind of starting brand new with with Justin Fields, with Darnell Mooney, with Cole Komet, with Roquan Smith, maybe get rid of Jackson, keep Jalen Johnson. You know what I mean? Like we still have pieces that are, these guys are young. These guys are 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 great at their positions and you know, I feel like in the off season, people are going to want to come to Chicago because of these changes that are happening because they know Justin Fields is an electric player and is going to be a great quarterback and he's making these plays and you still have really solid guys on this team, whether it be on the offense or in the defense, still a lot of solid guys on this team, no matter what. So I think Again, I, I I want the Bears to succeed. I really want the Bears to win. I love watching the Bears win and get excited for games, as I'm sure all of you guys do. Super excited for all these games. And <clears throat> I just I love seeing them win, and I would love to see 
all these guys win a championship or just win, you just win in general, go to the playoffs, you know, get some more because they've been in the playoffs two years. Um, so, you know, why not keep going? But if it's a time for a change, it's time for a change. I mean, what's going on with the Cubs, right? It's a time for a change. I love Rizzo. I love Bryant, loved Baez. Um, loved a lot of those guys that they had to let go. And it was just a time for a change. Schwarber, you know, so is it a time for, it's a change for the better. Look what happened, you know, back when the Cubs were doing their first with uh, Theo Epstein, right? Their first uh, rebuild. They got rid of Starlin Castro, which I think was a fan favorite. Yeah, he was kind of fucking up. Yeah, right? Like towards the end of his Cubs career. But he was still a fan favorite. You know, he came in the league like just crazy. But Theo decided, hey, these are the guys we're bringing up. Baez, Chris Bryant, you know, Rizzo, all these guys. And we got to get rid of some guys because it's not going to work out. And it worked out. Won a fucking World Series. And there you go. So can this happen with the Bears? Absolutely. Especially after this year. New front office, new start. And imagine a front office coming in knowing that they have Justin Fields as, as their quarterback. Like a new front office would take advantage of that, like 100%. You know, like knowing after a season's worth of games that he goes in, whether he's a starter in the midseason or, like I said, game three, um, but still being able to like put on tape and being like, okay, this is this is the body of work we have from Justin Fields in his rookie year. And he's already made an impact, right? He rushed for a touchdown. Um, he's worked with, I believe, the starters in the preseason, if I'm not mistaken. And he's going to continue to get reps throughout the season. So it's just a matter of time. But just imagine that. A, a new front office, new coach coming in and being like, wow, this is what this is what, what this is what we have on, on you know on our plate now. And we still have got really good guys on defense and offense. You know, imagine the Justin Fields, Cole Komet connection, Justin Fields, Mooney connection. And then you have Roquan Smith and Jalen Johnson on the defense, like manning that defense, like being those guys, like making sure all this shit's, you know, everybody's working their asses off. That's, that's like, I don't know. That's just like any, any brand new front office guys like dream to come into like a pretty solid unit already. Yeah. You'll have to get rid of some guys, but in the long run, it's to win championships, plural, right? So I just think I was reading something. Uh, I think it was like an opinion thing. Um, if they, if the Bears lose, um, if they have like a really shitty, shitty record by like the middle of the year, maybe like one in one in seven record, two and six, something like that, does Nagy get fired? Absolutely, I think he does too. I will absolutely, I absolutely believe Nagy will get fired. Um, especially if he's not using fields in the proper way. Um, but then, you know, the fucking McCaskies don't like to do that. So, but maybe they, maybe it's time for them to realize what kind of change is actually needed for this team to actually succeed. Um, but with all that being said, you know, this is what we have to deal with now. This is what we have to work with. And again, I, 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 live to see the bears win. I live to see the bears be successful. So it's not like we're over here kind of just like hoping that they fucking <laughs> just all get hurt. And then it's a shit season and we're all suffering and we can't even beat the fucking Packers or the Vikings or the lions. Right. And we're the last in the, in the North, because I just don't want to see that. Um, so <laughs> this is what we got. And we still have a really solid team. I think it's just, the offense needs to change 100%. And the secondary, 
um, needs to get better. I think those are the two areas right now that need the most um, change, the most support, I think, or the most game changing. I don't know, like what, what you want to call it. They just need some sort of spark or they need these veterans to step up in the locker room. Cause again, these are adults. These are fucking grown men, millionaires. They need to talk to each other. Need They need to get on the same page and realize that what they have right now may not be for the next couple of years. You know, they, a lot of, a lot of these fucking guys will probably be gone within the next couple of years, you know? So they need to understand that they, they, they can do something special with, with the time they have, but they all need to get on the same fucking page and whether that happens or not is really up to them. Um, but it does start with the top with pace and with Nagy and, they just need to get on board and realize that this offense is garbage. This secondary is not doing what it's supposed to do. And they just need to get better and improve it somehow. So with, with all, uh, with all that being said, score prediction, I, you know, with the way Cincinnati struggled against the Vikings, yes, they won in overtime, right? Um, Joe Burrow does look really good. I, I, I like Joe Burrow. Um, I think he's going to be a really good quarterback in the league especially with his boy chase there and the Bengals do have pretty, pretty solid pieces there on the offense and defense as well. So I, I think the bears are going to beat the Bengals. They're at home fans in the stands. Um, I think that makes a really huge, huge difference. So I think the bears come out on top. I don't think it's going to be such a high scoring game again, like against the Rams because the Rams were just such a dynamic offense. Um, but I do think the bears beat the Bengals this Sunday, and I think I'm going to go 17, 13 bears. Um, and I think they, they, they go they're They're down in the fourth quarter, going to the fourth quarter and I'm going to put it out there, man. Justin Fields, Darnell Mooney. They're down 13, 10 in the fourth quarter. Justin Fields, Darnell Mooney on a, on a pretty long pass, hopefully long touchdown pass, brings them up 17-13, defense shuts them down. David Montgomery or Khalil Herbert or Damian Williams, whoever, runs the clock out, and they come out with a dub at home for the first one of the season against the Bengals, 17-13 Bears uh, against the Bengals this Sunday. Um, but, yeah, if you guys uh, – I don't know, notice that I missed anything, please let me know. Again, hit me up on Twitter and at – and now Rick. Um, and yeah, just let me know what you guys want to hear. Um, but that's kind of my spiel on the bears for week two. Um, we talked a little bit of cause we talked a little bit of white Sox. Um, I'm kind of waiting a little bit for the, uh, the basketball and hockey season to kind of get started to get in the, you know, maybe like some preseason games or whatever. It's kind of get started before I, I, I make, I talk too much about it. Obviously the bulls, um, we're in a bull sweater right now combining the hockey and the basketball, you know, they have similar seasons. So why not? It's pretty fucking dope, but the bulls, DeMar DeRozan, fucking Lonzo ball, Derek Jones jr. And they're going to be paired up with Zach Levine, Pat will and Kobe and, and Vucevic. So it's going to be a great season. I think it's going to, it's going to continue like making Chicago now a spot to come to and free agency for these big names to kind of come in and see that there's a lot of good things coming up, uh, happening in Chicago now at the United center and hopefully bring Chicago back to like this 
you know, like to the top of the basketball world, like it was, you know, with Rose, Noah, and even, you know, back with Jordan and all that. So I, I think they're doing things that are going to move the the organization forward, like in a huge way that hasn't been like this since Rose, since the Rose era. Um, so they're making great moves. And I'm just like guard packs, like, thank God for that. Right. Like fans were clamoring for it. And it kind of goes to show you, cause it, it, it does parallel like what the bears are doing right now with Nagy and pace, like enough fan talk enough, like pressure from the fans from we'll get stuff done. You know what I mean? And, and, and look at the positive changes that are happening with the bulls. Um, they're getting all these big names in free agency. You know, people are wanting to play in Chicago and there's rumors of this rumors of that fucking, uh, what's his name? God damn it. I'm so bad with names. The GM for the bulls is like, he's just making these moves, you know, like during the trade deadline, during the off season, like you never heard this with Garpax, right? Like you always heard like, Hey, they signed this fucking nerd. Uh, they signed this fucking dweeb over here. Like whatever. He's not probably going to make an impact. We're probably going to trade him in the middle of next year for, I don't know, a pick or whatever. So it wasn't always, uh, it wasn't always, um, as great as it is with the, uh, with like the bears now. Right. Or I'm sorry with the bull, with the bulls, it wasn't always great with the bulls. And again, enough fan pressure, enough, enough, like vocalization of what's going on and what we don't like is, is probably going to turn the tide and, you know, catapult us into a brand into, into a great future. You know, but again, we, I feel like as Chicago fans, we do complain a lot and not complain, but we do definitely criticize the, 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 the organizations that we cheer for, we root for, we buy their gear for, you know, and at the end of the day, I think we just want to win, you know, cause sports is such a huge part of our lives. Like, fuck, like I love watching sports. I love watching all the sports, especially when the pandemic hit and like all these sports kind of like were you know you couldn't see them you, you know they were not playing basketball for a while they weren't they suspended a hockey season they suspended the basketball season so you know thank god they didn't suspend the football season because that would have been fucking crazy but at the end of the day as chicagoans we want to see every team succeed maybe for me not so much the white Sox, but that's me being a cubs fan you can't be both you literally can't be both i don't care what you say i don't care who you are you can't be you can't be both so, um, but yeah, the bulls are going to be doing great things and I can't wait for the bull season either. Blackhawks. I don't know. Kind of iffy. Like we thought we were doing a rebuild. Then we get a sick ass goalie and I don't know. It's a lot of crazy shit going on there. A lot of weird, weird moves that don't really make sense, but do make sense. I don't know. I'm, I haven't really been into hockey too much, but again, something I got to promise you guys, all these listeners out here for big league Chicago that I got to get back into these sports. Maybe, maybe start watching them a little bit more. Um, does get kind of busy yeah, in life just in general. So, but I'll, I will definitely make a vow to get into more baseball talk, more, um, more basketball and hockey, obviously, as the, as the seasons come closer. But right now, I'm just—it's just a huge. I'm just a huge Bears fan. I'm a huge football fan, so that's why I like to talk about the Bears, and that's kind of why I started this podcast uh, right before the uh, home opener or right before the season opener. But yeah, let me know if uh, what else you guys want me to talk about. Right, like maybe some more Chicago centric stuff, um, just in general. But 
I'm going to, yeah, 20, or sorry, 17-13 Bears against the Bengals this Sunday. That is my prediction. I was a touchdown away from the prediction last uh, last week against the Rams. So, yeah, kind of close. But, yeah, let me know what you guys think of, the, of all these episodes so far and what you guys want to hear. And, yeah, that is the episode for today. Hit me up on Twitter and on Instagram at now at at and now Rick. Sorry, I'm having trouble talking, but yeah. All right, guys, have a good one. Welcome to the halftime show. I love Cleveland, nigga. Flatline, yeah, I know. Niggas quick to lose cool and frown down something new that they used to. Like, nigga, who's you? Welcome to the halftime show. I love to leave a nigga flatline. Yeah, I know. Niggas quick to lose school and frown down on something new that they used to. Them all these little screw niggas, they lame. Fuck with them, I can't. Basic mounted and strange. Vision faded and plainer. Ask nigga, one really with it. Was on some bitch shit. Wasn't a fan of your figure. And I only like the skinny women. Shit, I like my women plus size. No lie. That why I stretch my on your butt thighs. That's fine by me. She cooks whenever I slide. Pasta burger, french fries. Sometimes I don't even eat. She fuck with my fresh. My fluffy, she swear she let me eye Kiss on her tummy, my tummy XL and fit her perfect Won't catch me lurking at all My Richard once I spit saw Since so proud and so tall Those cheeks around of applause Over and over and over again So my homie and my parents We were only just friends At first, I couldn't let my secret out then It's getting deeper now But I don't care what others think about me Came out of depression Had to pick up the penny Against skinny nigga Thick wallet chubby chasing them Benjamins now Tribe got all day to change the name so we winning again. Sound partial. Hey, welcome to the halftime show. I love to leave a nigga flatline. Yeah, I know. Niggas quick to lose cool and frown down on something new that they ain't used to. Like, nigga, who's you? Welcome to the halftime show. I love to leave a nigga flatline. Yeah, I know. Niggas quick to lose cool and frown down on something new that they ain't used to. Them all these little screw niggas that.